it's true every time. I was totally on Neil Young's tour bus. That's actually where the very first time I ever saw anything involving Rammstein. Yeah. He was playing this live concert before they broke big in America, and he was like, hey guys, check this out. It looked like a the apocalypse in like a steel mill. So yeah, I hung out with Neil Young. If, would you like to touch me the next time you see me? Because I still haven't washed you know, my hand since I shook his hand. Yeah, don't don't tell me that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do obscene things to you next time I see you. You're gonna lick me. You've been warned. You've been warned. Licking, sure. I'll start there. <laughs> start. Oh God. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I mean, that's just awesome. Episode two seventy has taken a strange turn. <laughs> but you are listening. I'm gonna go into hiding now. <laughs> hiding where? Hmm. Are you hiding if I told sausage? you? I got a place here. I, I got I got room here. Greg. In his anal cavern. You are listening to Whatever. the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 270. Brought to you by those wonderful Give Me Five patrons. Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about uh, some very entertaining things. Kind of entertaining show. Um, we're going to talk about <laughs> pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, kind of whatever catches our eye this week. My name is Grundle McMutton Chops, and I'm joined by Crotchbeard. Oi, I'm Crotchbeard. And Moose Knuckles Chinstrip. Oh my god, I guess. I guess that's me. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, look, right, your fair. parents named you that, so you might have to ask them. Uh, okay, fair. Yeah. This week, we're going to talk about the new series Night Court, Jack Ryan Season 3, The Last of Us. We'll even touch on a subject that we covered a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'll revisit Willow, and Omar has something else that he hasn't put in the notes, so I can't even tell you what it is. That was Jack it's Ryan. Jack Ryan. Two. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Oh, it's Jack Ryan. Omar has something yeah, that he did, already put in the notes that I have no I idea put it what it was, oh so God. I didn't say it right. I put it in the notes. On behalf of Omar. I have it right. It doesn't matter. That's fine. But I did not end up watching Last of Us. Anyway. All right, Moose Knuckles. What's going to happen is Moose Knuckles McGee is going to tell you about spoilers. <laughs> um, it's a review show, so there's going to be spoilers. Hopefully not for um, Last of Us because I I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we will definitely avoid major twists. I personally guarantee it. So you two knuckleheads don't give any way don't give away any major twists. Um, if we're talking about something you haven't seen or read or whatever it is that we're talking about and you you haven't seen it yet but you really want to, please use your own discretion and um, don't be angry when we fight us. <laughs> We, we I liked well. that guarantee that you guaranteed it because what we can it. say is we guarantee no spoilers or else the podcast is free like the old Domino's pizza mm-hmm. and then it doesn't give a crap because the podcast is free anyway. It's free anyway. So we free can um, spoil whatever the hell we want. Free I was podcast. watching something this week. Quick, quick throwback. 
This week I watched two different things. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn, I was watching with Teresa. Excellent. And and I was watching, uh, and I started rewatching some Breaking Bad's episodes. Episodes, and both of those things have Danny Trejo in common. Oh. And I was wondering again. They aged very well, but I was left wondering why does Greg hate Danny Trejo so much, and how come every time we talk he says how he could beat his ass? I don't. That wasn't. I just don't get it. I don't get it. It is you now, (laughs) right, Rob? Like, why would he do that? I don't. I mean, I I love Danny Trejo. I have a little again. Danny, his name is Greg. Greg. No, I have a little shrine here now. And Rob and I got a little one of those little candles that you light with the the Saint Danny Trejo. On Greg it. that lives in Florida, and then of course Rob and I live in Michigan. So you know, with <laughs> but I don't understand the Greg problem. I don't get it. Why would you call him a pussy like that? I don't understand. He seems like a nice guy. Why, why right, Mister Trejo? <laughs> why does everyone want me dead? Uh, let's let's talk about some news here. Speaking of dead, which is such a terrible segue. Wow. Um, <laughs> Holy shit! I thought it was a very smooth segue. <laughs> uh, la- very last week, we, as a matter of fact, yeah, yeah. last week apparently uh, Jeff Beck pissed off Danny Trejo, and and he passed away, world famous yeah. guitarist, and kind of changed the way guitar was looked at um, in several bands. I don't know much about him and to be Danny honest. Um, he was in the Yardbirds with yeah. um, some dude named Eric Clapton and some other guy named Jimmy Page. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know, never heard right. of him. And I believe he was exactly. He was. I don't know if he was the best of those guitarists. Maybe I guess he might have been. But but the thing with him is he's unique. He's unique. Yeah, he he's doesn't a completely different player. Yeah. So either way, he passed away. Uh, rest in peace. And then um, today, as I was heading out to dinner, I got the news that David Crosby passed away. And this is a weird one for me because I actually got a chance to meet him. And uh, it was a very weird time to meet him because uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. After several, after many years, got back together and toured again in the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, that was and awesome. really getting to that age where all of our idols growing up are going to start. Well, this dying. was our parent, our family. So there, I have two little weird connections with them. Uh, one, uh, the song "Ohio," right? Yeah, I know you know it, Omar. But absolutely, Rob, do you know the the song "Ohio"? Uh, I mean, maybe if you sang it, but please don't. Well, it's about yeah. the Kent State massacre. Yeah, it's about Kent State. So there was uh, when I was growing. Up, the reason I, the first time I ever heard that song was there was a really nice woman that lived across the hall from my grandmother at her apartment. And she would always like, I would run up and down the hallway. It was like carpeted and we would like, I would like, like throw a ball and play like bowling in the hallway and stuff. And this nice woman always came out and would like watch and talk. But she, she, I didn't know it then, but she seemed sad. And it turned out that her daughter was one of the people that was killed in Kent State. Um, no kidding. Yeah. So, that's heavy. So when my mom finally explained it to me, like, oh, do you remember that woman that lived across from grandma, et cetera, et cetera. Um, her daughter, there was the one person that was just walking to class that had nothing to do with any, I mean, not that anyone should open fire on, like, protesters, but um, she was the one that was hit in the crossfire, if I remember correctly. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, just kind of lived a sad, her mom lived a very sad life, obviously, afterwards, just in her little apartment. And my mom played me that song when explaining it. And then the other thing was, of course, I went to see Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young when they got back together and I had backstage passes um, through a friend of a friend. And I, 
it was the same exact day that Melissa Etheridge came out and told the press that David Crosby was the sperm donor for her kid. So they were playing in Tampa and everyone went completely crazy and tried, you know, to, to interview David Crosby. And so it was kind of interesting because I just happened to be there seeing what it's like to be on the side of that, all the flash bobs, flash bobs, flash bulbs and like, you know, Mr. Crosby, Mr. Crosby, like that kind of crap. Um, and so bills. he kind of, the what? And the flash bills. Yes, the flash bills, the flash bobs and flash gyms and uh, flash uh, Steve's. Mike's and Andrew's. <laughs> um, and uh, so it was cool because we, I eventually was in like the little commissary cafeteria area behind the, at the concert and I was sitting in a table and David Crosby was there just, and he, like when you're sitting at a table, they, like, you know, it's David Crosby. He's like, I don't know. Like basically, he's, he's like he's folk rock Gallagher, basically. Like <laughs> he's sitting there, really good super, way to put it. yeah, super nice. You know, the big bushy hair and the mustache and everything. So he was super cool. The I, I did get a chance to talk to. I talked to all of them a lot, but um, except for Neil Young, he was kind of doing his own thing. But yeah, but he's a weird guy. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, it was Graham Nash who offered. He it was when those uh, Hershey's Treasures came out, the little like chocolate treasure chest with like caramel. <laughs> And Graham Nash was fucking obsessed with them. Now, in looking back, he was probably stoned out of his mind because he was like, that's all he was talking about. Like, Man, these are good. Like, he's like, you should try or one he of these. Was, like, or he was jonesing for something and he's like, this is the only fix yeah, I so can So he was get eating these, car- these caramel-filled Hershey bars and like, <laughs> like, pie, like just feeding them to me. Like, you should try one of these. And I was <sighs> not stoned out of my mind. He might not have been. Who knows? But Who knows? He was super cool about it. He, we just kept when it, Graham like, Nash offers you chocolate, you eat the fucking chocolate. I right, mean, that's, that, that's true. Is. Like, so it was just this very surreal moment where, and honestly, like I've known Omar forever. I've known Rob forever. Like, my one thought was like, if Omar was here, he would be horribly embarrassing. Yeah, I you, would. I would have been weeping on the floor. You would have been <laughs> stealing the aluminum foil that came off of Graham Nash's chocolate, or yeah. dry dry humping. Crosby or do I have David but, Crosby's underwear. Woo. Yeah. But either way, he passed away um, after fighting a long disease. Um, you know, these these guys have lived very hard lives. Not hard lives, but like they have done a lived lot of hard. The, the, the drugs. Yeah, they have they have yeah. seen and done everything. So mm-hmm. like when they reach their seven Yeah. Don't yes. say his name. Oh my god, Rob. <laughs> oh my god, Rob said his name. Oh no. Holy shit. I'm not oh. allowed to say anybody's name. The Stones should just cancel their tour. Forget it. <laughs> oh, man. No, you just, can't kill Keith Richards. He's going to live forever. Just hook him up to an EKG machine and like Jesus. a dialysis machine or whatever right now. Just so Anyway. Why can't, uh, Ro- why can't Rob say the name of someone we don't like? Right? <laughs> he says our name all the time. That's a problem. He does. <laughs> That's wishful thinking. So, anyway, our condolences for the families of those people. And one more. Yeah. The daughter of Elvis. Yeah. Elvis. I was letting you guys do it. I, I rambled. Oh. oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Lisa Marie Presley uh, a few days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she died a couple of days ago. She was she was pretty young though. She was like in her early fifties, right? She's yeah, like fifty four. Like fifty two, I think. Did we get a a, a a cause of death for her? Uh there was uh, heart problems. She had, had she had, had addiction problems in the past. Yeah. So sure. Fair enough. So it was uh heart to uh, cardiac arrests, I think. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, kind of a crazy week for... Yeah, so I guess Graceland goes to her twins. Um, so Graceland is still in the Presley family, which is good. 
Okay. And now some, as long as you know, yeah. And now some uh, good news. Or okay. Or wacky. Or weird news. It's time for WTF. Welcome Yay. to Florida. Now, what now? There's not a whole lot to this story, but I read the headline and I just started chuckling. Because the headline of our story today is Florida Man Uses Stapler in Attempt to Rob Publix. Now, apparently what he did is he walked into a Publix in Miami with a stapler and he handed an employee a note stating that he had a gun and told her to put money in a bag. And the employee read the note and then promptly ignored her and pretend ignored him and pretended to help one of her coworkers. So <laughs> he gave up and left. And he was caught by the police while throwing the note away. And apparently the gun he claimed to have turned out to be a stapler. Was it a staple stapler or a staple gun? It says stapler. I don't think it was even a staple gun. He's facing charges of armed robbery with a stapler. And it doesn't give it. But then they switched from the uh, here he is right here, the Boston stapler. But I kept my swing line stapler because <laughs> it didn't bind up as much, and, and I kept the staples for the swing line stapler. Okay, Milton. And, oh no, it's not okay because if they make me, if they if they take my my stapler, then I, I'll, I'll have. And that's what so I the, picture this man doing at the uh, that's so at the good. counter of Publix. I picture him like yeah, like hemming and hawing like that while waiting in line. Especially while like, she's ignoring him and he just gives up and like, walks away. Like, you know, there's always, like, that long line for, like, there's, like, the one line for, like, for like cigarettes, which was short, and then it'd be the long line where people are buying, like, lottery. I picture him, like, waiting in that long line and then getting up there and being like, uh, you know, give me all your money and then being like, um, no, the raw bus line is over there, sir. You're going to have to you're, wait again. You're I've in the wrong a, line. I'm going to need you to I've fill got a, out this I've got a gun. Triplicate. It's a stapler. And, uh, yeah. If you, if you uh, don't give me money, I'm going to take the stapler and burn the building down. You know. <laughs> That was so good. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Yeah, Milton was from a, actually an animation in Liquid Television. That um, really, yeah. So there's a, there's a uh, it's obviously Mike Judge who did Beavis and Butthead. So there's like one of those like twitchy animations. And when I did the radio show at in high school, uh, that's I would actually start off with a clip from that animation. <laughs> you did you did the radio you did that too right in yeah. mass media class yeah yeah I, do, I had the lunchtime slot. Oh, All right, that's and so funny. until I got I to, like, tr- until I got in trouble when I told uh, when when the, remember I was like the opposite of <laughs> of who I am now, and there was like and like all the environmentalists used to piss me off, and now I am one. Yeah. Um, and right. they and on Earth Day they came in and this girl was like, yeah, and if you come by my booth, you can pet a ferret, and I was like, yeah, so everyone uh, go and pet the ferret. <laughs> <laughs> you should, yeah, you, and the next thing i knew one of the one of the assistant principals was bursting into the room like uh you can't do masturbation euphemisms on a high school radio <laughs> he didn't really say uh, that but it was basically what he hinted at the that's funny because the response would be like wait a second i wasn't doing any euphemisms yeah, dirty right? mind <laughs> i just yeah, thought it'd be kind of cool to pet the ferret mind. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can stroke the ferret all you want. It's right there. It's like, there's a ferret. Don't stroke it too hard. It'll you know spit. Go ahead and pet her ferret. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to continue. We're mature adults. We are mature adults, and if you want to continue talking to us, mature adults, you can go to our Discord chat. You can. Because we are mature adults, 
and none of this nonsense ever bleeds over into the Discord chat. No, so I'm, for I'm, five bucks, you can have very erudite conversations about petting ferrets and shit like that. I'm actually, um, I'm actually sending a picture to the chat right now that no one's going to understand of someone petting a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> you get early access to the movie we'll be reviewing if we review one. Um, top five lists. You get a birthday episode. You can hire angels. You can do like show notes, curate an episode. You can join us. Um, like our patron of unusual size did for our 2022 best of lists. Yes. And it's kind of, it's interesting when Alec joins us cause he just blows us out of the water with his lists are so much better than ours, but whatever. Um, so go to patreon.com slash give me five podcast. That's F I V E and, um, join the chat because it's never, ever ridiculous ever. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. He says ridiculously. What do we want to talk about first? What are we doing? Did anybody watch anything? What are we doing? Oh, let, me, let me talk about Night Court here. Oh, I yeah. I Night wanted Court. to. I saw that while I, was, while I was watching some of the shows, and I was like, oh, shit, Night Court's back. I didn't even know there was a remake. I'm so yeah. excited. So, Night Court re- uh, came out on... Uh, January 17th, the first episode. Actually, you could watch two episodes. I watched two episodes because uh, I was watching them like on replay on DirecTV or something. Uh, they're on NBC. They're on Peacock. Uh, they star M- Melissa Rauch, uh, who is, of course, from uh, – oh, shit. What's the name? Uh, Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bernadette, she's Bernadette. Um, she's okay. also in True Blood, wasn't she? Yes. She did oh, have a role in True Blood. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, John it wasn't very big. She was only in a couple episodes, but yes. Yeah. Uh, John LaRoquette, uh, India de Beaufort, um, Lacretta, the, uh, you've probably seen her and stuff, uh, Kapil Tawalker, and Demeter de Marinoff. So those are like the main people. Um, so for those of you, I was a huge Night Court person. A huge, huge, huge Night Court person. Uh, so just to show you like the parallels, um, so Melissa Rauch, it, Rauch is the judge, Abby Stone, so the, the daughter of Harry Stone. Mm-hmm. John LaRoquette is still Dan Feeling. Uh, India de Beaufort is she is the prosecutor, so she is the um, Marky Post character. Marky Post character, right? Yeah, um, the kind of button down <laughs> one. Uh, Lacretta is um, probably Marsha Warfield, um, although her her attitude is actually more like when they the earliest um, night courts when they had the really old lady as the bailiff. Oh, I forgot about her. She was great. Yeah, where it was just kind of like. I don't need to deal with your bullshit kind of like she was just funny and was like over it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that's kind of more the attitude um, that, that how they ever written. Um, Kapil to Walker is Neil. Neil is basically the Mac character. Um, okay. And then Nikolai, he's the, um, cause it's Bull, really the same set. It's the, it's really the same set. So he's kind of the, um, remember that like homeless dude that Dan used to hang out with whenever they were like, when Dan <laughs> needed like, you know, something, there was that guy that was always like, had, so, so Nikolai, Nikolai is like a um, – he's some sort of Eastern European something, and okay. he's the, like, the maintenance guy for the, uh, for the thing. And honestly, most of the laughs come from him, I think. I think he's – I love him. He's, he's really funny. So um, if you guys don't know what Night Court was, Night Court ran for I think 190-something episodes back in the 80s and early 90s. Um, and it was a story of a judge uh, or a show with a judge and – Presided over Night Court, which was all of the like random people that get arrested throughout New York City for just wacky shit. 
strippers, uh, like flashers, uh, you know, doing alcoholic stuff, just whatever, and then they just process them in that thing. Uh, so this is basically the continuation of that story. It follows Judge Abby Stone as she presides over the night shift of a Manhattan arraignment court and tries to bring order to its crew. Um, so going into the show is very, very concerned because I love the original. I was super excited about the blockbuster show. It sucked donkey balls and was promptly canceled within a week. <laughs> um, and then so I was wondering what this is going to be like. Um, having watched like – I watched the first se- – like, it's hard to find episodes of the original Night Court. So I watched, like, the first season again not too long ago, and it actually was interesting that the first season did take a while to get its comedy footing where they were really able to lean into stuff and, mm-hmm. let's be honest, be- lean into some mean-spirited stuff, like mean-spirited humor, which made it funny. Um, so I was a little worried now because anytime there's mean-spirited <laughs> humor, people get pissed or, like, offended. Yeah, because people have really kind of lost their sense of humor. Um. However, on this, I there's I think there's wins and losses on this. Like I think you could actually still do the original Night Court today because there were certain characters that had heart and pointed out even the mean spirited stuff. They pointed out like the judge was always like on board with anything because he was like, oh, let's see what this wackiness is because he was kind of an entertainer in a way. Um. So the, of course, the big one. There was two big things I was gonna. I was wondering how they were gonna do. One of which is Dan Fielding was complete sexist, hitting on everybody. You know, he would be. He was the defense attorney. He would be trying to defend the prostitute, but also try to sleep with her at the same time, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's sort of frowned upon. Well, very frowned upon now. Um, so I was wondering how they were gonna do that, and I was also just wondering, in general, just like how they were gonna do these social norms. And I think they did a pretty decent job. Um, I've only seen two episodes, so I'm not entirely sure. But, um, but I did enjoy the episodes, and it was it was kind of fun being back. Like the soundtrack was similar, the set was similar. For some reason, like I kind of never thought about it, but like they they do a couple scenes in like the the cafeteria, and it was like okay. interesting being back there. You know, like oh shit, like I forgot about those scenes. Um, <clears throat> but one of so I guess the the big thing was you know is John Larroquette's uh, is Dan Fielding still a womanizer? And this is, I mean, it's been one episode, so it's not that much of a surprise. But uh, he is not anymore. He's actually more of like a, maybe a hobo or like a, he's just, he is broken away from society. Um, Hermit. He kind of, really? he made his money. And he's just living in an apartment. And we don't know what it is yet, but he had some sort of profound loss. Like a recluse? Yeah, like I mean, it's a nice. He's got like a nice apartment. Th- think like you know Frazier's apartment, but okay. he's got like he's got like a giant beard, and he doesn't come out. And like you know, he when when Abby Stone Abby Stone um, fires or no the uh, she comes in and she's like you know I want this court to be different. I want to make a change in people's life. I want to get to know the people before we sentence them, kind of thing. So she's like bright eyed and bushy tailed and like right. let let's make a change in the world. And the defense attorney's like fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> So she's like, well, what can I do? And she goes into her dad's old office, who is dead in real life and dead in the show. Um, and is like, well, you know, I still have – I found this Dan guy's phone. Like she knew who he was, so she got his phone number and went and tracked him down and gets right, him to like come back. dad always talked about him, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly, it's exactly that. Okay. It's like he had a lot of respect for you, and you had a lot – I know you had a lot of respect for him. Why don't you come back? And he's like, well – so finally he decides to come back. 
and um, so he's not as much of a, he's obviously not a womanizer anymore because of whatever this loss was, which they have not explained yet in the show. Hmm. I kind of would like to have seen that. I would have liked to see that growth happen and like have him still have been a womanizer. That makes sense because it was yeah, always and change as the show goes on. At least to start the show and then have him yeah. grow throughout the show. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, without yeah, without a lesson of the week kind of situation. Like I don't want it to happen every episode, but slow growth. Like I don't need someone to sit down. What did you learn today, Dan? Like I don't need yeah. that. But like I think one of the problems like to you by the number 12 and the letter well, i think you know one of the problems we've had in general <laughs> with any with anything in a movie where it pulls you out of the movie because they decide to have some sort of political stance or something like that which right. i might even agree with but we don't want to be pulled out of the movie like i'm watching you know, a movie to escape the reality that yeah but you can still exactly. have you can still have those political stances like i think the one that always pops into my mind is like alien and aliens the strongest badass in the entire thing was a woman, but she never was like, "Yeah, I'm a woman. I can do this. You can't." Right? Don't ram. Like, it in fact, down even it, did it. Right? Like, yeah. Like she you can talk still about do it. it. She did it. It's yeah. great. And in fact, the, even in Aliens, the second strongest badass was a woman too, but yeah. never. Like she scared the shit out of me. <laughs> what, what is it? Vasquez? Is that her name? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Like yeah. Vasquez, whenever she would talk back to the guy, my my testicles would shrivel right into my body. Like, Boop. <laughs> nope. <laughs> a movie that is a statement <laughs> is far better than a statement that is a movie. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, well done. Ooh, nicely nice. done. Very nice. Okay, so, yeah. like, I so the, that's the and that's the other thing. So, the Marky Post character, India Day Beaufort. So, it, when a joke is made about that kind of stuff, it can go either way. It can be like, okay, we're joking about some sort of social thing, um, and we're all on the same board. We're laughing at that particular, you know, whatever. I'm not going to mention mention anything because I don't want. You know, people out there pissed off, but um. So when you first, when the judge first comes in, it's Melissa Rauch. She goes in, she whatever, and she introduces herself to Olivia, who's the attorney. And Olivia's like, "Oh, hey, look at that! Look at us breaking that glass ceiling." And okay. like, but it's played to be cheesy. Like it's played to be like, okay, this is that girl. Like it's it's very self aware mm-hmm. in that case. So uh, Melissa Rauch is like. Huh? And then, of course, they go to the the someone. Uh, I think the the maintenance guy is like, "Yeah, that's a little offensive to those of us who have fallen through a, bla- a glass ceiling." <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's like, there's jokes, but like, you just have you just have to be careful that it doesn't overtake the show. So so far, I've actually kind of enjoyed it. The cases have been kind of ridiculous. Um, and you know, I, like I said, I watched two episodes, and I was a little sad that there wasn't a third one to watch because I was watching them last night while working. So. Um, I will definitely kind of keep it on the thing. I'm probably going to w- end up watching them again because my, my wife liked Night Court. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that enough people know about it to, like, keep it going. It doesn't seem like it's that expensive a show. It's really only two sets. So yeah. Now, do you know if the original Night Court is streaming somewhere? I have not been able to find it. I had to it's buy... It's like nowhere, yeah. I had to buy um, the original. I mean, who even owns it? Is it NBC, CBS? Um, that's a good question. That's a good. Um, let's see. I've looked for it in the past and not been able. Have to been find unable it. to find it. Yeah. The last time I really saw any reference to it, believe it or not, was like a decade ago, in an episode of Thirty Rock. 
where they actually have a bunch of the they actually have the cast of Night Court because they're uh, apparently making, like, it's available. Movie. Oh, that's interesting. Um, looks like I don't know if this is true. It looks like it is available on Roku. Uh, oh, Freevee, which I think is the old IMDb TV, IMDb TV, and it looks it says Prime Video, but I haven't checked in a while. Hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely would okay. like that. Is a great show to put on just in the background when walk when like that's a phenomenal show. I loved. I liked that show before I even understood what the hell they were talking about. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still. I was like thinking it. about that because, like, I there was like, all I these prostitutes, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking I, about. I, I, no I used to watch that when I was taking my bath at night. I'd be playing GI Joe in the bathtub. Yeah, and like just last week. Yeah, Wait, <laughs> yeah. <what? laughs> playing GI Joe in the bathtub. I would have my little black and white TV sitting on the toilet next to the bathtub, which I know is like the beginning of like a horror movie where someone like gets murdered. But um, I still like I would always yeah watch it. So. I uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to track down the original too. That be might might be fun to watch. Um, if uh, if I find out if any of these actually are, I will let you guys know at a different episode. Hell yeah! Oh, if okay. you um also know the the because of the press stuff for the show, um, which is how I knew it was on. Uh, John Larroquette, he did uh actually admit that he well we knew anyway that he did the voiceover for Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, which everyone knew. Um, because he was he just had the voice for it, but mm-hmm. um. He did reveal that he was, in fact, paid with a bag of weed, which was always like an urban legend. But, oh, um, nice. but it turned out that that was actually true. <laughs> Wait, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, that he's was... the he's the person at the at the very beginning, like the voiceover. That's like in nineteen seventy four, four kids went on a thing. But that's really funny. He was a semi nobody with a good voice, and the people making the movie were nobodies, so they didn't really have money. So they gave him a bag of weed, and he did it. <laughs> Well, it was just, that's fine. Whatever. It was like what seventy eight. Yeah, it was the seventies. They probably did it with a cop. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. In fact, the cop was probably the dealer. Yeah, like right. Actually, it was Texas. It was definitely not. The cop broke their taillights and you know did whatever. Well, no, the cop anyway. was the dealer because he planted the weed in their car. There, yes, there it is. Fair enough. Um, uh, very briefly, next. I can touch on, uh, I can touch on Willow, um, and give you an yes. update because I finally finished the series. Um, now if you remember when I talked about Willow, uh, previously, I, I had some problems with it and, and they were, they were really kind of like story problems in that I was hoping to come back to the world of Willow and get a, an experienced, powerful Willow as like a sorcerer, because that's what he always wanted to be. He was training to be a sorcerer. You, I mean, you, you actually believed that, you know, he, he would be taken under the Hyde Nolan's wing and he'd learn, he'd learn magic and all of that. And then come to find out that he's, he's really viewed and, and kind of views himself as like a charlatan. You know, he's still doing parlor tricks and he's still doing, um, you know, deception and he's a fraud basically. And and I was really disappointed when I came across that. And then I got to the last two episodes of the show, season one of the show, and I got everything that I had wanted for the entire show in those last two episodes. I'm like, where in the hell was this, like, the last six episodes? I think there's, like, eight episodes. Maybe there's only six. I don't know. But... I I was like, why couldn't the rest of the episodes had have this kind of crap in it? 
I mean, Willow was actually using magic. He was teaching Alora to use magic. They were, like, dueling and sparring with with magic missiles and shit. And I'm like, and throwing up magical shields. And I'm like, what? Why didn't we get this at any point in the rest of the show? Because that made, that was the only thing I wanted from the show. I wanted to see a badass Willow. And instead, I got, like, teen angst. And I'm like, all right, I don't. I don't really like the whole, and I mean that the show is still written for uh, today's young adult crowd, and I really think they missed the boat not not catering to the crowd that grew up with Willow. I think that's still a mistake. Um, trying to trying to update it for the younger generation today, and not tailoring it for the people who grew up loving the movie. I still think that was a mistake. But if you can stomach the first couple of episodes and and plow through to like the last two, the last two episodes has everything that you wanted. So it makes sense in the context of like the arc of the story, like whatever whatever happens in the last two episodes, it flows nicely like um actually it kind of comes out of nowhere and you're like, "Well, where did where did all of this shit come from?" It was kind of like they got to the last two episodes and they were like, you know, we've kind of effed this up. And we've made this seem like, like you know, one thing. And you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do this over here. And, you know, Willow's really not all that weak and he can do shit. And I was like, really? <laughs> what What was even the point of the first, like, four episodes? Wait, I... <laughs> All right. I mean, Willow did nothing and couldn't use any magic or whatever. And everybody thinks he's a fake and a phony. But, you know, sure. Okay. He can throw up magical shields, deflect projectiles, throw magical bullets. All right. Okay. Yeah. This, I mean, I'm not going to be too mad because this is exactly what I wanted. But what happened? (laughs) Okay. So overall, like. Yes or no? See, that's hard because there's there's so many more episodes that are eh than there are episodes that are good. Okay. So by the, a, by the last two episodes, they go on a long journey, and it's like it's like uh, almost like a training montage. And I mean, yeah, yeah. I liked the last. Maybe just watch the last two. <laughs> That's I funny. think I need the build up, and it's it's kind of what I. It's weird because I didn't hear anyone talk about the show mm-hmm. forever, and then the last two episodes came out, and everyone was like, "I want more." And I'm like, but you guys didn't. You know, this is all my friends on Facebook, social, whatever. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, the last two episodes were great," and man, I can't wait for what's next. Like, oh, well, you should have done that in the first place. Well, you know, the problem is, is they, I really think they botched the beginning of the series. I think they tried to outsmart themselves and they just effed it up. Okay. I don't know that it'll get greenlit for another season. We'll say that. I liked the last two episodes, but as a whole, I don't know that it did well enough or that it warrants getting a second season because the first the first part of the season, I'll I'll admit, was not very good. 
And that hurts me to say because I love Willow. Yeah, that's a bummer. Fair enough. Okay. What else we got? Well, uh, we've got Jack well, Ryan, yeah, and then of course the Last of Us, which I feel like is the is the big one. Yes. From HBO. Tell me about Jack Ryan. I've loved the first two seasons. The the seasons, yes. They're they're all very good. Um Jack Ryan, of course, is based on the Tom Clancy uh character. Um like if you've ever seen The Hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, Clear and Peasant Danger, that sort of stuff. Uh those are all the the character, even though it's played by different actors, that's all Jack Ryan. The show, which comes to us from um Amazon Prime. It actually stars John Krasinski from The Office, which I thought was really odd the first time I heard that. He does a great job, but it's hard to not see him as Jim from The Office. Um, Wendell Pierce, Abby Cornish, Dinah Shahabi, Ali Suleiman, Michael Kelly, John Hoganak, Michael Pena is in one of the earlier seasons, Naomi Rapace, Tom Willashiha, Christina Umania, and like 5,000 other people. Um, because there's so many episodes, uh, per se- I mean, not so many episodes, but it's three seasons now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basic idea is up and coming CIA analyst, Jack Ryan is th- thrust into dangerous field assignments. So this doesn't, this is sort of like a prequel, but it's not from any books. None of the seasons are really from any actual books. They just took the character and even I saw a little thing from John Krasinski where he said it's it's basically like a ripped from the headlines type of thing. Like each season has stuff that's sort of current today, um, but not from any books. Uh, like the current season, season three, actually has to do with Russia trying to re-instate, reform the Soviet Union. Uh, that's, and they're using, wow, that's so fictional. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they're using, I, that's and they're ridiculous. Using, How could they uh-huh. possibly do something like that? Correct. And they're using like anti-NATO sentiment and they're talking about NATO weapons being placed in certain countries. And that's basically what the cold war was based on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's straight spy stuff like you remember from the 80s and 90s it's very it's very very well done and it's it's of course very updated and modern with like all the gadgets and technology which tom clancy's if you've read i've read a couple of his books and they're they're excellently done that way um and this show is no is no different um they really amp up they do a good job with amping up some of the um like stress stress moments like in this season, in season three, um, Jack Ryan is on the run from the CIA. Like he's actually gone rogue a little bit because they're not really believing him and he's kind of set up and I don't want to give too much away because it involves the end of season two. And uh, there's a scene where he he's getting help from the, the Wendell Pierce character who is a, a fellow CIA agent named James Greer. Um, you might remember Wendell Pierce uh, as Bunk from The Wire. Uh, he was great. He's one of my, he's a great actor. And uh, 
So he ends up in Greece in the garage of this dude who you see in an earlier season. And the Russians find him and they show up with like all their whatever KGB agents and Greek police and stuff. And it's, it's a very well done tense moment where they're like trying to find him. And the whole show is like that. Like it, it, they do a good job. There's a, I, I can't give it away, but at the end something happens with the weapon and it's like a race for time sort of thing. Of course, like typical Jack Ryan, just Tom Clancy type stuff. And it's, it's very, very well done. It's well timed. It's well paced. There were a couple of, there was like one or two parts of like sort of the middle episodes in this season that were maybe a little bit slow, but um, overall it's, if you like spy stuff, if you like the Tom Clancy stuff, if you like the Jack Ryan movies, um, it, it's good. The the, the tone someone, is good. If someone told me that, that John Krasinski would be one of my favorite Jack Ryan's considering everyone else has also played Jack Ryan. Right. I, I would be like, what? Cause, but he yeah. is. Cause it was He's what? good. Harrison Ford. Alec Baldwin, right? Yep. He's been Jack Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. Who else? And John Krasinski. I think that was it. No, there's been it's... way more. Really? Really? Yeah. Because I thought it was um, just the three of them. Uh, Chris Pine. So it's uh, John Krasinski, Harrison Ford, Chris Pine, Alec Baldwin, Ben Affleck, Richard Vedan. Wait, what was um, it Ben Affleck in? Uh, ben Affleck was in The Sum of All Fears. He was in Sum of All Fears? No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I just remember the nuclear explosion. But I don't remember Ben Affleck. Oh, Alec that's Baldwin, right. So Batman. Alec Baldwin was, was Hunter in October. Okay. Harrison Ford was in Clear and Present Danger. Uh, John Trzinski, obviously, we just talked about him. Ben Affleck was... Uh, that should be our. That should have been our top five. You rate the uh, Jack Ryan's. Yeah. Um, Do we even have a top five? We don't yet. We might now. Um <laughs> Uh, Chris Pine was in Shadow Recruit, which I never even saw. I never saw that. Yeah, I like Chris Pine though. Like I'm, uh, he's cool. But Krasinski's great. I think he's really, really good at it. I think he does a great job. Um, he's just he's inte- he he seems inte- he pulls off the intelligent part of it because Jack Ryan's supposed to be very, very smart. He's got like his doctorate in history or whatever the hell, um, and he's like a Russia expert. So this season makes a lot of sense. Um, he does pull off the physical stuff. He's not, there is, there are some fighting scenes and they, like weapons and stuff like that. And he pulls it off. He does a good job. I, I, I really was skeptical that when I first heard it back, like when season one was coming out, but no, he, he, he can do it. He's, he, he, Jim from the office melts away. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he becomes, <laughs> exactly. So if you're a fan of the spy stuff, if you're a fan of the Hunt for Red October type stuff, um, I definitely recommend it. And season three was solid. I, I actually, all the seasons, every season had its own, of course, obviously, it had its own whatever thing going on, but they were all good for their own reasons. Um, the writing is very well done. The acting is well done. Um, and, you know, this season in particular, because it had to do with Russia and re- reforming the Soviet Union and stuff like that. Um, this season <laughs> made me a little nostalgic for the Cold War <laughs> when things yeah, were. It was, it was a simpler time. <laughs> uh, uh, I highly recommend. Jump on it if you if you uh, if you like that kind of stuff. 
<clears throat> but and really, now, I'm I'm interested in The Last of Us. So the last thing we're going to talk about eh, is the uh, Last uh, of Us. Uh, 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 you minx. A fungus among us, as it were. <laughs> Rob, oh, well, you, do you want me to do the boring stuff and then... I mean, I can fun do part? the boring stuff, and you can, you can jabber. Okay. The Last yeah, sure. of Us uh, was released on January 15th of this year, 2023. It's episode on 1, H- at least. It, what's that? Episode, episode 1 was one, released. Yes. Um, it's on HBO Max. It's going to be a weekly thing. Uh, what day does it come out, Greg? Do you know? Uh, Sundays? Sunday? I think it's Sunday nights. Or Sunday. All right. Yeah. Created for TV by Craig Mazin, Chernobyl. Yeah, he wow. did. Uh, so, so Craig Mazin did uh, was the showrunner for Chernobyl, and it's that was a great, great show. Uh, he also, what else did he do? Um, yeah, he's a producer on Mythic Quest, which I love as well. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's it's funny. Everything else is uh, ridiculous. Everything else that he did beyond that is ridiculous. Like like those uh, parody movies, like superhero movie or scary movie four. Like it's all that kind of stuff, and then he like miraculously graduated hangover, to these like awesome things. Part two, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. But it does but start yeah, he... Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, Gabriel Luna, Merle Dandridge, Anna Tor, Jeffrey Pierce, Murray Bartlett, and Nick Offerman. The synopsis, of course, is actually just like the video game. Joel and Ellie. A pair connected through the harshness of the world they live in are forced to endure brutal circumstances and ruthless killers on a trek across post-pandemic America. Okay. So what do you think so Uh, far, Greg? Love it. I I really Uh, did too. It was great. It went, uh, as I said before, when it was over at the end of the episode, I was like, next, is there anything else? I want more. Like, okay, come on. When's the next episode? Uh, it was, the game is great. The, the game told a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and far they the haven't, sh- they haven't effed it up. And the show is not going to be like, you know, oh, we can do better than this. No. Follow the story that's there. Yeah. Um, got a template. Don't eff it up. Yeah. And, you know, not everyone is, not any, a lot of the v- television viewing public is going to know the story of the game. So just play it. And the people that love the game will still love it. The people that are just watching it for the show will understand it soon, and they'll love it too. Um, I really like the way it opened with that like old like nineteen sixties footage of like a talk show with those like that medical specialist being mm-hmm, like, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about germs killing us; we have to worry about funguses. And it really spelled out everything right there. Um, talking about the uh, what is that? I wrote it down: the cordyceps fungus. Uh, yuck. Which is apparently a real thing, yeah. It's a real thing. It take it usually takes over insects and turns them into little zombies and makes them zombies. Oh, that's the and one. It, yeah. it keeps them alive just long enough to like reproduce and feed itself, but it actually takes control of their brains. Now, and it like I, grows out of their little zom- their little ant faces. I did hear that there was a running theory about how it was spread. Did you hear about that? No. In the show, in, you mean or, in the show? Yeah, in the show, there's a theory no. about how the the virus is spread. Interesting. Go on. Because if you notice in the first episode, they keep offering or missing out on all things containing flour. So there's the there's the bit with the pancakes at the very beginning, where they don't have pancakes, and so that nobody eats pancakes. And then uh... later on, 
there's the biscuits that he's feeding to the old lady that he tries to offer to them and they turn down. Then later on, there's the cookies that she tries to feed to the little girl and the little girl ends up not taking the cookies. Um, I think that's, I think they, whoever figured that out is probably right. It's entirely possible. But then, then after the apocalypse, they don't really go back to that. They, they don't really mention it. So, well, because it is 20 years later. Right. And so, so I, I don't know if it was, if it was just, you know, a, a storytelling piece that, you know, probably just doesn't get noticed. It like if it was intentional or if it was just one of those things, but it showed up so many times that it was like, you know, uh, that these guys have it locked down. I bet it is because yeah. remember for like, even if it is that, that would be one batch that has the infection in it mm-hmm. that went to that one city, which is what, is it Austin? I think, uh, I think, it's, where I think it's, so. that, that's where it starts. Yeah, I think so. Does I this ever get explained in the game? I'm just out of curiosity. Like, do I they ever say in the know. game that I haven't played the flower played or whatever? anything more than the intro? There's three of them. I've only played like most of the first one. Okay, because I was borrowing it from someone, and he took it back before I was done because he's a sick son of a bitch. Rob he sucks. And then, he, balls. and then he never fucking played it. I played it. Played it. Not all, just not all of it. I'm gonna no the one uh, the guy who took it back. Oh yeah, see yeah, Omar, tell Rob what a <laughs> that, I, that I have. And I want to have words with him. <laughs> tell, tell Rob that he's I don't. Dead I don't know who you guys are talking about. I don't know who you. <laughs> is it? Is it really Rob? I don't know. I have no it, idea. It was. It was. Okay. Fair he enough. left it here when when he was traveling, uh, traveling nurse, and he decided to not be traveling anymore, and I had to give it back to him. Well, I would say that's on you, Greg. I mean, how long did you have it? Seven years. See, see how I did that? <laughs> <laughs> Seven years. Well, I didn't have enough time. It's a really long game. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Uh, no, it was uh, a few months, actually. Anyway, uh, so let me – I can give you a couple things. First of all, the acting is great. Uh, really the is. person I actually thought was the best, and I knew I knew the story. This is not really a spoiler because it's like the first episode. Mm-hmm. The person that was great was the little girl, Sarah. The original like, daughter, yeah. The original girl. And the, the delivery, I think when she – like when he – she borrowed money. Well, she like took money from her dad, and you're like, "Oh, this girl's gonna be up to no good." She's like this little scoundrel. Um, but it turns out that she was doing it to fix a watch for that for him for his, for, his for his birthday. Yeah. And when he says something to her, she's like, or "Where'd you like?" And she said, like, "Where'd you get the money or whatever?" And she was like, "I was selling hard drugs or something like that." It was just the delivery of like this this daughter and dad that like know each other so well that they can say that kind of stuff without it being like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And and also the acting that she did was just great. Yeah. And I was just like, and I knew what was going to happen to that character. And like right then, I'm like, oh, this is going to be heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, she really was good for the time that she was on screen. Yeah. Uh, Bella Ramsey is great. And of course, we know her from Game of Thrones. Um, you know, she was, uh, I forget which what the character's name was, but she was the badass girl that like, you know, decided to stand with John, with uh, Rob Stark or Jon Snow at the time. Um, oh, she's, or, yeah. she's. The, yes, the yes. little young kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was the young queen that stood with uh, um, was the, last the, the Starks in general. Stood yeah. with them. Yeah, was, she was a car star. No, she was more. No, Mormont. no, not Mormont. She was a Mormont. Yes, right. From Bear I remember Island. her, and I yep. yeah. And she was awesome. She played that role amazing. She was like nine years old or some shit. She she's great. She's great in this too. Um, <clears throat> I, I think. I mean, 
I heard a lot of buzz about this show being like, you're going to be happy if you're a fan of the game. And people are like, you're going to be happy if you're looking for the next big show. And I was happy. Like, I thought it looked great. I thought the one thing that actually creeps me out in general is like stuff growing through people and like off of people. It just seems so uncomfortable. And like, when you see some of these like zombies that have like mushrooms and stuff growing out of them and whatever, it's just like, oh, it just freaks me out. It's like the one thing that like I'm, like makes me itchy and like it's great because it, I I like being creeped out like that, so um, I, I cannot wait for the next episode. Anna Torv was great in it as well. Um, she was from Fringe. Yep, love that show. Yeah, the cat. I mean, it, this is a labor of love, and this is absolutely some a group of people that have played the game and have not been like have not looked down on video games or weren't assigned by a production company like, uh, hey, we got this license uh why don't you try to do something with it like they did with like you know doom or any other video game property that has been like ruined so mm-hmm. um there's only been one episode so i don't i'm looking forward to the next one yeah um there's not much else to say about you know beyond that other than the fact that it really you fall in love with the characters right away you are slowly learning what's going on in the world you're learning about what's you know, what, what the dangers of that world are. And um, it's hopefully going to be a fun ride for many seasons. Um, my only real fear is that, like, that they're going to kind of forget some of the rules. Like, they'll set rules in place for the show, and then they'll forget. Like, if you breathe in the fungus, that's how you get it. Okay, and then they forget about it. Or if you mm-hmm. eat the fungus, or if you get a cut and you get it in you. Like, so many zombie shows have done that, where... Someone will get bitten and they immediately turn into a zombie. And then, like, a year later, someone gets bitten. They live half of the show fine, and then they cut off their arm, and all of a sudden, they're fine. Like, <laughs> you, have to fi- you have to find, like, a, a middle ground where you, like, have that poster on the wall at every production meeting. Like, okay, does this fit the rules we've established in the world? And so far, it looks like they will. I've always imagined that writers for something like this or some complicated or long-running show – I always imagine they were in some like writer's room or on a Hollywood set somewhere, like on a lot in an office with like a big whiteboard with like a flow chart or some sort of list of things. Cause how would you keep all that straight? Right. You know what I mean? Like how, how are you going to remember all the little details about this character and that character? I was just that with like comic book writers when it's like, you know, 80 different comic books each month. And it's like, oh, I'm going to use this character. Oh uh, no, he's uh, dead now. And, and just no. for, you killed just him three times. Detail. Just for detail, uh, a friend of mine pointed out that while I was watching the show that uh, the daughter in the beginning is actually mm-hmm. wearing the same shirt that the kid wears in the video game. Oh, cool. That's really cool. I mean, there's now, some, I, like... I haven't verified that, but that that's what I've heard claimed. So, so here's one other question. Everything's breaking down. Everything's going to hell. Do you get in a truck and just start moving? Or do you just lock yourself in the house? Like, I feel like I would be a lock myself in the house. And they they went on the run. But, like, I feel like they would have been safer just, you know, making sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure where they were running to. That that part I didn't didn't get. But it's the same as the game, too. Like, I mean, almost exactly if you actually, there's there's Mm -hmm. comparisons. But, like, I do feel like if I, my first thing would be, like, okay, I would, I would pack up the car just in case I have to go, but I would try to lock down here where I actually have amenities 
and theoretically doors I could lock. And I mean, if plus if they're in Texas, you know they have guns. <laughs> yeah. So they don't really give you an indication like, okay, we got to go. Like, where are you going? Uh, there's some little weird things happening early on in the show. Okay. Um, the little girl's going to get the watch fixed, and like the woman, the wife of the guy that's like at the little watch shop, is tells her like, "You have to go now." You see like sirens going and like things going by, and then um, she goes home. She's about she goes to bed. The dad goes out because his brother got in like a fist fight and ended up in jail. And there's little comments like, "Oh, there's some crazy people in there," and there's people freaking out, and it kind of just builds from there. But then when you're leaving. Like, I'm in South Florida, right? So am I going to go north? Or do I try to head south to the Keys and jump on a boat to Cuba? And why would I pick one over the other? Why would you yeah, go right. to Cuba? Because Cuba's there's isolated. a better... Cuba's isolated. The, exactly. There's, that's exactly right. Cuba's not... It's, it's, it's not like here where everyone's flying around on planes and driving across state borders. Cuba's a little tiny island. Now, of course, by the time I get there, there could have been other people that got there that were already infected. But then I can, you know, but at least I have the Caribbean if I can get on a boat. At that point, so, you just get a nice plate of baca frita and, you know, <laughs> enjoy that. Have some, <laughs> living on Montserrat, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> until another volcano happens. Have but, some mojitos, that's not yeah. even, but, you know, and then just die. Um, but that's what I'm saying is like, so in the movie, they don't, I mean, the show, they're not like, oh, I heard that there's a, I don't know. Let's go to the CDC in Atlanta or something like they did in Walking Dead. Uh, well, there's a major time jump early on in the show, so you don't. I'm sure yeah. they'll revisit it, but oh, you did say that, yes. Like, okay. yeah, it goes from all of this stuff hitting the fan, and then it jumps 20 years. I'm sure yeah. that. In did you did you notice that when they first did the time jump, that uh, Pedro Pascal's hair was like really kind of uh, heavily dusted gray? And then as yes. the episode went on, it kind of like disappeared, and he's like got black hair again. <laughs> it looked like, like the first shot of in in the future. I think he's when he's outside, and you're kind of seeing that he's sort of like a fixer in the area. Mm -hmm. um, it did. It looked like when my kid has like um, the hundredth day of school, where they have to dress up like a hundred year old, and they <laughs> yeah, we, and we exactly. spray him with that silver hairspray. <laughs> yeah, but, that's funny. Yeah. And then, and then, as the episode goes on, it all just kind of disappears, and he's back to normal. Uh huh. It's it's gonna be fun. It's coming out yeah. at a great time, right when Walking yeah. Dead like is gone, just went away. So it's yeah. you know it's not a zombie show, but it is a zombie show, and it's um, it's basically a zombie show with just. A, I, I, mean, I think totally, of it as a zombie I, show with a twist. I'm totally gonna go out and have to buy the game now. Um, Don't you know Bob. someone who has it? <clears throat> Well, they have a new version of it that's for the PS5, I think, that's, like, updated, so I'm going to have to do that. There you go. Mm, okay. You're off the hook, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. So I there's also so. the top five question. I proposed in the chat. I mean, we could discuss it real quick. I don't want to get I didn't see that. It. What was it? There's So there is a top, like, where would you go if there was an apocalypse? Oh, I like where, that. So maybe let's just discuss it real quick and... Do it for like a. We'll just do a quick one. Okay. Uh, you know, two three minutes or whatever. So, um, personally, uh, the things I would throw out are um, any sort of hardware store. Yeah. Because not only can you get tools that can be used as weapons and to secure your house and everything, um, I would also go very heavy on the um, 
the seeds and plants and soil because batteries, batteries yeah, anything, anything that you can fix stuff with, anything you can um, make food with, like grow food with, because I'm hoping to survive for a long time. So having a completely working garden is a good idea. So that would be my, and, my first place would probably be a hardware store. And bullets will run out. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Another thing, grab it at, at, at a hardware store as many batteries of every kind you can. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I said. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear you say batteries. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. You've got batteries. You've got uh, like tools that you can use as weapons. They've even got weapons that are you know kind of tools. Because, um, uh, yeah, like a pickaxe would work. A thing like that. Uh, Omar would also get a tube, some industrial strength lubricant, and then he would stop by a pet store to get a gerbil. I don't know why he would need those three things, but don't worry about it. But those were on his list. I did see the it list. Was on his, it, we weren't even, he didn't even know we were talking about this, and he still yeah. had that list next to his bed. You're still talking about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, you, guys, just go back to the thing. house. I'll be at, you go back to the house. I'll be at PetSmart. I'll see you in a little bit. You do your thing. I will do my thing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I would, I would then <laughs> also suggest, um, you know, like, and... Unfortunately, there's probably going to be a lot of overlap, so you're probably going to have to deal with, you know, a lot of people going to the same places. But, uh, you know, like a Walmart or a uh, like a Costco or a Sam's Club. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also going to have to find some kind of like uh, transportation or carrying device because gas will eventually run out very quickly. Agreed. I think bicycles are the best way. I think that's about the best way is like some kind of mountain bike with like good tires mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or one of those newer electric bikes, but you need some sort of, you need a way to charge it. You need, yeah. Some kind of a solar charging something or other. Yeah. Y'all should just come here. I got solar. I got shutters. Yeah. We're going and even when South. your neighborhood flooded from a hurricane, it didn't get in my house though. Exactly. Even when it hurt, flooded from a hurricane, yours was like the only house that was spared. <laughs> I, mean, I, did pan- I did panic and eat two of my neighbors, but mm. you know. Well, you know what? We got to do what we got to do. Again, don't worry about it. They were delicious. <laughs> I On my way to the hardware store, I would stop at a record store <laughs> and grab whatever I can. And then Omar would uh, and be then... completely useless in an apocalypse. <laughs> he'd, he'd be like apocalypse and he'd be like, hold on. I'm listening to the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young album from 1971. <laughs> it sounds would, phenomenal on vinyl. You guys would be like, all right, we got a pickaxe. We got a shovel. We got bikes. We got batteries. They're like, what'd you get, Omar? Well, I got- Brain um, salad surgery. I got, <laughs> I got, are you experienced on vinyl? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're yeah. like, we're eating Omar. <laughs> absolutely definitely omar's gonna eat uh, i'm gonna have to also jump in there with a um uh, any sort of drugstore because uh, for wound care yeah um antibiotics uh, which i know will eventually expire but it's better than nothing yeah but once you have all that stuff where would you go currently i'd stay at my house as long as i yeah i just have i'd make sure that all of that stuff is in go bags so here's a question. Have you ever, <laughs> and maybe I'm weird, but have you ever gone into a store like, like maybe like a Costco or like some kind of big box store and, and been like, you know, this might actually be a pretty defensible position. I could probably hole up here and uh, turn this into my apocalypse home. 
I actually I do, about I, I do like that, that yeah. with, I don't go quite as dark, but I do that with my kid <laughs> when we're like, when we go to a place and like, he's super bored and mm-hmm. you know, like I'll be like, okay, let's pretend there's a zombie apocalypse. What would you, where would you barricade yourself? What would you like? We, we do it more playing. not like You are literally, you, <laughs> no wonder your kid comes up with that weird shit. What's a blood circle? Well, that's what you do. You spread a circle of blood around to keep the demons away. <laughs> well, that well, is useful information. I'm sorry, but right. I mean, I'm just saying. Know that if anything happens to me, you're going to deal with him, and it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> Fair. So, he's got a dark. He's got a dark sense of humor, and he's way more sadistic than me. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, because I have found myself doing that. Like, I'll walk into a store and I'll be like, "Huh, all right, I could, I could probably turn this into into like an apocalypse home. All right, and just move that over there and put up some shutters there. Maybe throw some of these uh, shelves up against these windows here. Yeah, we could do this. It could work. So we, we've got yeah. um, Home Depot or some sort of store like that. Um, a pharmacy and mm-hmm. Costco, of course, for bulk item, bulk sure. and uh, whatever items. Um, yeah, the, the, probably a camping store because you don't have to camp. Absolutely. But, but they have those things. Like when I went to the camping store, I was like surprised. I was surprised at two things. They have a lot of, like glamorous items that you can use to. Well, they have like the thing that like, it's like that straw that like filters poison out of water. Life straw. Yeah, life straw. So they got that, like that'd probably be something good to have. Um, they also in my my camping store um, had a very large range uh, a large assortment of different types of animal urine. Mm. Um, I don't know what we would use that for in a, an apocalypse, but um, that is also on Omar's list, which is weird. Like coyote urine. Like a, I've just got to not ask questions. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I I have <laughs> I've given up asking those. I tried to stage an intervention, and the people who showed up just got scared and left. It was weird. Whatever, man. You know what? I, I apologize to no one. Rob and I will meet at the house be like, okay, I got all the food we need for the next year. Um, I got soil and Band-Aids and antibiotics, and what is that smell? And we're just like, I got the coyote urine. <laughs> why, do why, 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 why do you have seven boxes of Why do you have seven boxes of Depends? Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, why are you why are you sweating so much? Well, I said I got the coyote urine. <sighs> you think they're easy to catch? I don't think so. <laughs> I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> Clearly, you guys know nothing about survival. I mean, uh, honestly. At which point, I just step out into the road and be like. Free snack, guys. <laughs> I'm, I actually Let's fire up the grill. Hey, Omar, I, feel like here, I want to show you something. I, f- I feel like I'm in a good... Greg, you've been... Uh, Rob, you haven't been to my place, have you? I'm in a good defensible position here because I'm on the third floor. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, there's only two stairwells. There's two. There's four stairwells. You could fish. In the, in the building. I'm very close to, like... Literally stones throw to the beach, so I can escape if I need to that way. Um, no, it's good. It's it's solid, and I can see. I can see things to the north and south. I can see if anything's coming. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm in a good spot. 
And he's really far away from us with all of his uh, shenanigans. Uh-huh. I've got a freezer full of coyote urine. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good shit. Whatever. It's actually I'm real, like it. I'm not even kidding about that. They had coyote urine, wolf urine, whatever deer. Doesn't urine, that like keep? Doesn't that keep that shit away from you? It keeps like actually when I was trying to get a deer to stop eating my plants, um, I asked what to do and they're like well you gotta get wolf urine and i was like i and i didn't realize they sold it so like i was picturing myself out there with a fucking funnel like running like hiding in the bushes waiting for a wolf to go pee and then like running over and then (laughs) waiting until they're locked in so they can't move yeah so they can't like eat me like and then just hope that when they're done they're like uh yeah let's just pretend that didn't happen and like wander on but then I saw that they had all this, and I'm like, you know. And, like, how do we actually know that that's really the thing? Like, I've, you know, my wife and I were actually joking about it, and we're like, it could just be a bunch of, like, frat guys. Like, like they open up a wolf urine st- company, and they're just, like, you know, drinking Natty Light and peeing into vials and saying, here's wolf urine. <laughs> <laughs> peeing into vials. <laughs> At the Sigma Chi house, there's just a bunch of dudes peeing uh, into vials that have, like, pictures of, like, wolves on them. So. Sigma Chi. So I think that was five, though, right? Oh, a bicycle store or like any store that had that. Yeah. Some I kind think of, yeah. So, yeah, we, yeah, so yeah. we have now just helped everyone in an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. We have. We have. You are welcome. I actually feel like the weapon store, while it's in theory a good idea, it's probably a bad idea at the start of an apocalypse because that is exactly where everyone is going to go. And they're all going to have weapons and mm-hmm. it's going to become a fucking hunger game situation. You're talking about like the, the gun store, like right? a gun, Like a gun store or whatever, because the person that owns the gun store is going to be like, nope. You know, even if you come in with money and they're just like, uh, what no. am I going to do with that? Yeah. Like money means nothing now. Correct. What do you got to trade? And other, and at that point, pe- you know, people were going to get stupid and try to grab stuff. Yeah. And you want to get as much canned food as you can. Exactly. I think batteries, any sort of r- renewable resource, like any solar, like solar chargers. stuff. Like I have, a, I have a solar stuff. charger for my that attaches to a backpack, so as you can as you go hiking, you can charge stuff. It's pretty cool. I don't even think gas. I mean, gasoline at first, but eventually that that won't that won't be a. It'll get more and more and more scarce. Well, the pumps will stop working once the electricity <clears throat> shuts off. Correct. So anyone who has like a a store in their garage or whatever will be, you know, king for a day. There was a show about. That. Oh my god, I would go grab as many pairs of There you go. I'm sorry to cut you off, Greg. In 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 a any pharmacy or or Target or whatever, I'd grab as many pairs of glasses as I could. Oh, yeah. Cuz eventually people's glasses will be breaking and they'll be needing the, they'll be needing new pairs to see. Says the guy with the glasses. <clears throat> anyway, no, so, uh, there there was a show that it was like, you know, if, if people just disappeared, um, all of the regular, like, f- power sources would die very quickly because you have to feed coal into it, so on and so forth. Um, solar would last a little bit longer, but eventually it would get dusty, and it, that also needs batteries and stuff like that. But hydro would actually work the longest exactly. yep. until it gets to a point of where – because it does need maintenance um, for the bearings. So mm-hmm. it would last decades but eventually the machinery, down, but, right. but like the, so most of the power would be like in America, it's going to like Vegas is going to have in that whole general area because of the Hoover dam would actually yep. probably have power longer than most other places, which is kind of interesting. 
Uh, the world is gone, but um, you know, roulette. Show anyone? Girls. <laughs> Showgirl zombies. With Showgirl boobs. zombies. Oh no 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 mushroom boobs. No. Fine. No. Fine. Be that way. Okay, uh, Rob, take us out of here. We we are uh, we are long now. Well, we're just rambling right on time. Yeah, we are. Hey, Omar, what's what's the? Uh, how can they get in touch with us? Well, you can like, you can subscribe, and you can review. Uh, our show. You can go to give me five podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook. Um, is anyone still using Facebook by searching for the give me five podcast? Give me five pod at Twitter. Yep. Um, Instagram as well. And then there's give me five podcast at gmail.com. So you can tell Greg why you think he's delicious. And you can tell Rob why you think he should be less delicious than he already is. Um, Hey guys, I have a question for you. If I'm looking for give me five podcast stuff online, do I type the number five? No, Uh, you spell it out, Omar F I V E. Damn it. That's why I haven't been finding our stuff. Um, I spell it F Y V E. So I've been having trouble (laughs) finding it. Um, you can go to give me five podcast.threadless.com and get all kinds of cool gear cool stuff to wear so that everyone knows that you're the coolest cat on the block by wearing one of our shirts. Um, yeah, please do. Please do those things. Did I miss anything? I think that pretty Uh, much covers it. I think that's going to miss me saying thanks for listening. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for listening guys. And remember, like I always say, spread love everywhere you go. The chlamydia is just a bonus tax. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) 